0: This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Well, here we are. (laughs) We made it. Hello, Caitlin. Hello, Kate. How is the power in your house? Do we have power? Fully functioning. Are there hurricanes on the horizon? Any maelstroms? Sky, sky looks pretty clear. <laughs> oh. Holy shit! The obstacles we've we've conquered just to talk about the fucking bracket of all HMM episodes. I know.
1: At least it's not
0: purple giraffe because
1: I would've been real pissed.
0: That's fair. I would've just like. You know Blaze what? that
1: one. We would have changed our intro to yeah. the podcast where we binge and recap every
0: episode with the exception of Purple, oh, giraffe, purple giraffe or Columns. Oh, or Columns or there's no way, or False, but we'll, yeah. Oh, I
1: think yeah. Purple Giraffe was like the first one I had a technical difficulty with, right? Liz had to sit in because yeah. we were like, fuck that. We're not recording
0: it again. <laughs> yeah, I was, it was <laughs> like the devil came from hell and told us this is not happening. Right. it was such a bad like we were so mean in that episode it was the first time the devil and god actually agreed they both came up and down and were just like stop i know i bet they flipped a coin to see who got to do it shut it down (laughs) anyway we're here i'm so glad you're back oh me too it's been fun with liz but i missed you i missed you too I love
1: listening to Liz on the podcast, but I definitely miss you. I miss talking about Britney Spears. I know. My
0: girl. she's your bae. I know. I love her. She's so perfect, perfectly well, vacant. Who knows? Maybe we'll see her again. We don't know. Who can say? Who I would, can I'm, say? That would make my day. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens. Um, so, if you guys don't know, I'm Kate. I'm Caitlin. And this is Hey Beautiful. We are the podcast that's recapping every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. Today, we are finally at last talking about the bracket. Okay. I know. Where Barney gets the taste slapped out of his mouth and tries to find a needle in the haystack of all of his bad decisions. What a great intro. Thanks, buddy, Did get up I've in TV Guide. Had, I've had 3 weeks to to polish <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, my God. So uh, first, just a couple little things. So, of course, if you haven't been on Twitter or Instagram, uh, you should get on there because all of our Patreon friends are getting some magical free treats Mm -hmm. in the mail right now as we speak all over the world. Uh, I recently created something called the Patreon Pineapple Totally where adorable. we we take the little teeny pineapple podcasting symbol from our logo, and I've put it on a bunch of different merch that is exclusive to our Patreon friends. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Patreon member, at the $2 level or up, you get something for free. Uh, we have a magnet, we have a mug, we have a tote bag, and for our top tier, we got T-shirts in whatever size you want. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, pictures are starting to come in, and I'm sharing them as I get them. Thank you, everybody, for sharing your photos. Um, and if you're a patron right now, you have a message over on Patreon that you need to go check out because that's how I'm going to get your address to send your free shit. <laughs> so get into it. Uh, the other little thing is just a personal plug, and that is that my – First ever short story is being published. Back that with more applause, Sorry like, <laughs> like right now, like it's like it's uh, in production right now. Amazing. In, a, in um, it's called Prism International, which is the oldest Canadian literary magazine. No way! How about that? Yeah, and I learned today that uh, both Margaret Atwood and Gabriel Garcia Marquez were both published in it. At some point. In the not steps of greatness. Yeah. yeah. So um I will share the link once it's actually available to um buy the the issue because it is in a magazine. It's not gonna be online. I might also cheat and share it on Patreon with our buddies. I would. Right? I mean you are in-house lady writer. Lady <laughs> so uh yeah, so, you so that'll should. that'll happen. Um Yeah right now so we'll see what happens <laughs> but it's been a, a two-year process of writing this thing and editing it and figuring it all out and uh Same sending it out as like a baby elephant yeah and it's like i sent it to like 40 different places and i mean that's just the nature of it you know sure. you send places are like oh this isn't right for us but i knew i was close because i had a lot of like this is good, but not for this. Send us other stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's been I'm exciting so on my end. Anything exciting on your end before we get into this episode? Mm-hmm. Anything you want to shout from the rooftops? I'm going to leave
1: education.
0: <laughs> Are
1: you really? Yeah, yeah. Are you really? Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm going to learn to write code. I've been learning. <gasps> That's so cool. It's amazing. Uh, my brain hurts in the best way. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I'm like fully pumped about it. It's time. Yeah, it's and it feels really good. And Yay. I feel like a weight has been lifted from my shoulders because I have a plan to get out. And yeah. I don't have to go back to school. I can learn at home. My That's awesome. My husband's a software engineer. He's been yeah. helping me and it's awesome. I love it so much.
0: (gasps) I love it. That's so exciting. Yeah. And how, share with the listeners how old you are. I'm 34. See, at any age. Yeah. You
1: can just, you can decide to do something different. My husband, the Virgo, loves a plan Mm -hmm. and also is very much somebody who says, if you're not happy, change it. Yeah. And this is a way I can change it. And we've talked a long time about about this, and yeah. it's something I can do in like three or four years. Easy, I can do it sooner than that, but I want to yeah. get Jack through high school. And
0: sure, yeah. And, I mean, you're wicked smart, and it's like a language, like I'm,
1: yeah. And I'm, I've always been very, very good at computers. Chris laughs cool. because I knew what a URL parameter was without knowing what URL parameters are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and also an AOL. Remember AOL? I yeah. had used html to make my profile have a black background and different oh techs, yeah. And yeah and i remember learning how to do that but i also the two in the districts that i've worked i'm always the tech go yeah group. so you might as well get paid for it exactly like i create electronic forms for the district and like all sorts of shit that i do not for the panera gift card that i mean is like <laughs>
0: appreciated hey. but that's not <laughs> that right i wait. mean Love me some Panairs, but sure, but that's so exciting, yeah. Caitlin. I'm so proud. I I haven't really told anybody really. Ooh. I'm putting it out there. Freaking hey beautiful exclusives Woo! right here today, yeah. guys. All right, so let's get into the episode. Stay tuned at the end for a bunch of legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's talk about the bracket. Which, you know, Kate was actually called the final four. Ooh. Yes, but they
1: couldn't clear the name. But both Craig and Neil Patrick Harris still call that because there was commentary on this episode, which was exciting to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell, Tish, and Johnny. Thank you for your support. And to all of our patrons, you are truly legendary. Hey, beautiful Patreon members get cool him theme parks every single month, from bonus episodes to fun new recipes to private live streams with us, and also some really cute pineapple Patreon perks Yay! that Kate's been sending out. So if you want to learn more, go ahead and sign up and visit patreon.com
0: slash heybeautifulpod. This is Season 3, Episode 14, The Bracket. It first aired on March 31st, 2008. Our writer is Joe Kelly, first time we're seeing him, and our director is Pam Fryman. Caitlin, what do we know about Joe Kelly? Anything? So Joe
1: Kelly, um, well, we know a little bit about him, but this is the first episode he will write for How I Met Your Mother. We'll see him a couple more times throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, on the commentary, Craig pointed out that he was definitely the most manly and masculine of the writers because he Ugh. knew all about the basketballery.
0: Ah, so that's why he was tapped for this one.
1: Yes, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. And I thought that was, like, very cute. And there's something that he said later on in the episode, and then Craig was like, yeah, I take that back. You're not the most masculine, I guess, <laughs> or something.
0: Scene one, future Ted is talking about how back in the day he and Marshall were really into college basketball. So the girls walk in, and they see Ted and Marshall writing up all the teams on this big board, and these are the teams for March Madness. Um, And if you are not familiar with March Madness, it is a national tournament in the United States for college basketball. Um, There's men's and women's, but of course, the men's stuff gets way more attention, and uh, the women's is a little bit later, so it's like staggered, whatever. Um, Most people care about the men's one. Caitlin and I grew up in Connecticut, where it was Lady Huskies Till You Fucking Die. Because the men sucked, <laughs> and the women won every single year, just yeah. embarrassed, out here embarrassing hose. So, yeah, I never got into March Madness except for knowing, like, the Huskies were going to win the Same. women's tournament. The only
1: thing to know, um, I told you this before, mm-hmm. but obviously now we're recording. Our principal used to wheel in the tube oh, TV on right. the stand for us to watch the games. She was a huge fan. Yeah, huge, huge, huge fan. Was she a lesbian? No. Are you sure about that? She had a really short haircut, though. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. All right. And I thought the Yukon Husky fight song was our school song. Oh, my God. For a very long time. She
0: just indoctrinated the hell out of you, little nuggets. Maybe that's why I did not want to go to Yukon. Maybe. Flashbacks. Um. Flashbacks. Uh, So we see that Lily kind of recognizes this board. She says it looks familiar. We're not sure why, but then we find out. We cut to Marshall and Ted showing up at her school to steal her blackboard. And they think that this big board is going to bring them big luck in the tournament. Of course, sports are just riddled with superstition. Yeah, and big board equals big luck. Big board, big luck. And uh, so every year... Marshall and Ted apparently go in on this huge pool in Staten Island where someone could win 100 grand. Stuffed in a duffel bag. In the duffel bag. You get to keep the bag. That's pretty exciting. What a deal. Mm. I don't want to know how much they put in for this thing. No. Um, (laughs) But they are like convinced that they're going to win this year because they have done all the homework. They've watched all the games, they've checked scores and stats. Uh, But of course, as soon as their bracket is perfectly laid out, Barney comes in and tells them that the team that they picked to win the whole thing lost 20 minutes ago. And Ted is just like, I didn't know they were playing today. Oh, poor little Teddy boy. (laughs) It's all fucking bullshit. It's like me uh, with the women's world cup this summer. Um, I was like, yeah, I got, I'm going to get Hulu live. I'm going to (laughs) watch every fucking game. I'm going to learn all the starting lineups of every team in the world. And then it was, like, it, I watched, like, none of them except the U.S. games. Yeah. And it was always Liz being, like, oh, hey, uh, the, the women play today at 3, so uh, make sure you record it. I was, like, oh, really? Oh, <laughs> word? Wow. Like, talked a huge game. And then just c- classic me just was not paying
1: attention. Same, same, same. Chris is a friend who takes off from work every year for this.
0: From Arch Madness? Yeah. I've heard of people doing that
1: yeah and Chris always says he's going to do, and there's always something that prevents him from going, but have yeah. you also heard about the vasectomies? Oh what? yeah there's an eighty three percent surge oh. in this type of surgery every march okay, it's not really eighty three percent it's thirty percent yeah <laughs> eighty three and- <laughs> Um, they found that in there's a 30% more increase in this week when compared to other weekly averages. And one person that was interviewed in one of the articles said that, it, you know, it it's not really – it wasn't really a thing until somebody said it.
0: Yeah, and right. And it now
1: it's self-fulfilling process, prophecy. But they said yeah. that it also happens during bowl weekends, football playoffs, the Masters.
0: Yeah. yeah. Times um, where you can just
1: sit on a bag of ice and not feel yeah. guilty about it. Exactly. Um, Silly. But I have to say that the some of the amenities that the hospitals were offering for a vasectomy, right, which is like in and out. Baby procedure. Baby procedure were re- ridiculous. Women aren't getting this for hysterectomies. Or like childbirth. They're just like, fuck right. you, here's some giant. It says, patients awake watching games on big screen TVs. They offer a spa-like experience, equipped with comfortable robes and slippers, Netflix, cappuccino, and top shelf What the fuck? They do everything to keep you comfortable after after the history.
0: This is at a hospital. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. Isn't that gross? I have a vasectomy story. It's my mom's. Well, she doesn't have it. Um, (laughs) So... My dad was seven years younger than my mom. I don't know if I've told you this one. So my mom was a very practical person. She made my dad keep his apartment for like a like six months after they got married, just in case shit didn't Brilliant. work out. Uh-huh. Um, and then after she had the three kids, bing, bang, boom, she was almost 40, she was like, you're getting a vasectomy. My dad was <laughs> 33, and she said that she made him do it, and he didn't like – He was like, yeah, okay, fine. Her reasoning was, (laughs) I'm done having children, and if we get divorced, I don't want you guys to have weird (laughs) half-siblings. She's a fucking savage. Isn't that insane? I love it. Barney's really stressed out because something weird keeps happening to him, and so uh, this is The opening of a very fun bit that happens throughout this scene of Barney says where he was picking up a girl, and then he tells you the kinds of girls that you pick up in this environment, and then everyone Mm -hmm. gets into the game. Um, And so the first one is about a hardware store, and I just want to clear up the fact that there are not lesbians who will let you watch. Those people are are bisexual or pansexual, but lesbians are not going to let men watch them have sex. I'm just no. going to, as a, as a, uh, spokesperson for the lesbian caucus, that's fucking stupid. I mean, stupid. like, unless, like, that's no.
1: something they're into, but not, it's
0: not. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess there's room for it, but I'm like, just going to say Like, probably, no. like, a ver- like, I, like. Yeah, that's porn. Porn has inspired that. So, until I s- nothing. see very it for nothing, myself, no. mm, no. Um, you're, you're further down the Kinsey scale than me in the straight direction, in that sense. Anyway, well not even what? Not even straight, just like exhibitionism. Yeah, that's really. true. That's true. That's really what it for wolf. me. Wolf. Which No. Interesting. Yeah. To each to each to their each, own. To absolutely. each their own. Good for them, not for me, right? We've cut to this girl who's a widow. <laughs> and Barney uh, Barney, we just hear Barney say, "Now let's find you a sturdier ladder." <laughs> i was like what
1: the fuck but also what's this bitch doing already at the hardware store looking for a goddamn new ladder but like well i guess she really didn't want it to happen to her that one line says everything right and neil said that he begged for as much physical comedy as possible he goes you know like the scene wouldn't be the same if it was you know a step stool
0: right just huge eight foot ladder yeah getting the (laughs) shit slapped out of him he's so good he's so freaking good
1: So they said this on the commentary, and I'm not sure how true it is because I'm not sure if he's joking or what, but he said that they were talking about how how many slaps has he had so far, and they estimated about 20 to 30 slaps, and he said that he's a fully method actor when it comes for the slaps, that he demands full contact, and that a lot of the extras refuse to hit him. (laughs) I don't know what, like, that scenario for, like, the... Him be like, no, just hit me. And then be like, no, that makes me laugh. Or like that he actually. Oh, just my God.
0: Fucking with people? Like, I don't know. I bet he's fucking with people. I hope he's fucking with people. Uh, someone's really slapped him, though. We don't know. It's hard to yeah. say. A lot of the commentary, it's like so sarcastic and you can't see their faces. It's like I hard know. to tell, right? But I want to believe they're most ridiculous. I you know? know. We'll just go with it then. Okay. Um, I love when he comes back. He's like, see, skid proof. Whack. (laughs) Um, So we know it's going to be a good episode. It sets a great tone. Then he goes to the pet store, and Ted jumps up because he knows what kind of girl it is because he's really bored at work. So he's been reading Barney's blog, and I just love him with his little mini lint roller that comes out, like, immediately after he starts talking to this girl.
1: (laughs) Speaking of the blog, number mm-hmm. 64
0: is entitled Scrapbooking. So oh, keep that in mind, friends, for a little bit further perfect. on. Uh, we get another amazing slap in the pet store. And then the same thing at the museum, which I think is my personal favorite of the, of these. Yes. With his fucking stupid cross <laughs> eyes and like touching her face.
1: Craig oh said my ev- God. that when you edit a show, you have to watch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. But every time he watched Barney with the <laughs> loopy eyes, yeah. he would do a hard laugh. Yeah. Same.
0: Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Let's get you a pair of these so you can see the art the way I do. <laughs> and like when he
1: comes back, And then stopped right before touching her boobs. They were all like, yeah, we weren't sure how
0: far you were going to (laughs) go. That's so good. Was it Robin that says that he's like, he's like such a good actor. And he's like, oh, if I'm not such a good actor, then why am I not in prison for perjury? But I don't want to talk about work.
1: (laughs) Yes. And that that started, that's the beginning of the string
0: of jokes about Barney's Mm -hmm. job being more nefarious. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. So excellent scene there. It sets up a lot of mystery and intrigue for what lies ahead.
1: Yeah. So the next night, something even weirder happens. And it's not just that Lily and Barney are hanging out, sharing a booth, and that she's grading kindergarten paperwork. Um, But when Barney steps away for a minute, a woman slides into Barney's seat and gives Lily a word of advice and says that, the guy she's talking to, Barney Stinson. She knows he seems charming, but he'll say whatever he can do just to get into your pants. And that sleeping with Barney was the biggest mistake of her life.
0: Now, here's the thing about this, and we've we've all watched the whole episode, right? That voice is definitely Anna's voice. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, it's definitely not this. I'll cut. I'm so glad this isn't live. <laughs> It's definitely Anna's voice, though I think hundred percent. Like it sounds like Anna. Okay, yeah, just make sure we're on the same page with that.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely Anna's voice. Yeah, and I love the little bit with Alan Alda. That's just that's so good. something Craig and his brother do. What? Like they will talk about somebody, and the yeah. person will say, will give like the obvious clues. No, you know that guy. He was the voice of Buzz Lightyear, and he was on that show Home Improvement. Um, He played the dad. He was on this other really bad sitcom, Last Man Standing, and they'll be saying, Tim Allen, Tim Allen, Tim Allen. No, no. no. And then you come back a few minutes later. Ah, Tim Allen. Why did I use him?
0: I don't know. Allen
1: Allen Alda, Tim Allen. Allen. Alda. There we go. There we go. Who sounds just like that guy on NPR.
0: What's his name?
1: I don't know. Google it. We're not
0: doing this. (laughs) I won't.
1: We're not going to do the game. No bird walks like that tonight. (laughs) But, yeah, so Barney was right. There is something Mm -hmm. strange going on. And Lily looks around but realizes that this mystery woman has left. And the only thing we've got to go on (laughs) are blonde boobs and kind of trashy. Even the helpful dead in the eyes with an aura of self-loathing and despair doesn't help because that's all of them. Yep. Every last one. Every last one, but you know. So now Barney starts to think back about who this could be, and we get this slow tick and these quick changes of pictures, and gets faster and faster and faster of all these women Barney has allegedly slept with, including Madeline Albright. I know it's like the
0: fastest little second. It's yeah, and this Love is it. the second time that they've uh, they've referenced her, right? Yep, second or mm-hmm. third time. Yeah, so yeah, it's the second time.
1: And we'll see it again later on when he talks about a government official. Yep. So
0: now we know it's a Barney episode. It's going to be great. Yeah. And it's literally the only story um, because it is all consuming. So everyone's at the bar now. They're all loving that he's finally getting some comeuppance. Um, And one of them says it's karma. Yeah. And Barney's like, nah, she's stripping in Vegas. And anyways, we're good put a pin in that one everybody because karma is this is not the last time we will hear that name um, and there is some debate about the use of it this early I will say about whether it is the same karma later or a different or different and I'm in I'm in both camps right now but we'll we'll get into that more uh Ted asks if uh Barney has checked his list like you should just Look at that and and figure it Mm -hmm. out. Barney tries to act like he doesn't have one. Marshall shares that he does have one. It's called his marriage license. and Boom. Great high five from them. Liz loved that. She got a really good chuckle out of that. Craig said he
1: loved how much pride Marshall has for just sleeping with one person. I
0: know. It's the sweetest. It is. I love it. Barney's like, I don't have a list. That's disgusting. Oh, I have a scrapbook. So, again, at the blog post,
1: there mm-hmm. are, you know, some step-by-step instructions for how to make your own gentleman's scrapbook.
0: <sighs> Poor Heloise. <laughs> Poor Heloise. Sweet, dear Heloise. Did not know what was going to happen when Barney no. walked through those doors the first time. So at least we get confirmation, right, that we that all these women know that they've been photographed. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, God, this is... Scary. But they've all consented. Some even buy a copy on the way out. And Lily is very fed up. So this whole um, episode is going to hinge on, you know, Barney trying to escape accountability and Lily trying to force it upon him. And she says, all of these women have the right to hate you. There's no way to tell. Because she has all the power. She's the one who actually She's saw, one who saw. saw this yeah. woman. She's going to use it to the best of her ability. Robin has an interesting take. As Robin usually does, which is that any girl that f- sleeps with Barney and does these things should know what kind of guy he is. But he's constantly shape shifting who he is. Yeah. Like maybe the sex is so depraved that that she that women normal women would like snap out of it and be like, oh, this guy's a fucking nut job. But uh, he lies to them constantly, so and, I don't. And I they disagree. know
1: the truth too. Right. They right. know the truth. And just because you're into some weird shit doesn't
0: mean... That's right. Like That's right. Just because they have a short skirt on? That's right, Robin. Yeah, that was a little... I was like, oh, uh, But, I mean, yeah. it's a classic Robin take. It is. And also, she's about to get her own comeuppance. As she far is. as like, oh, I should have known what I was getting into. But more on that later, as they say on How I Met Your Mother.
1: On the commentary, they talked about uh, how... Marshall has no lines and how his face is just the best and how he's like he's just making like the best faces and one of them said he found some things to do.
0: <laughs> one of the guys in the commentary said that? Yeah, I
1: can't remember who it was. <laughs> he found some things to do. Maybe it's Neil. <laughs>
0: it's just freedom. Yeah. The freedom of said. no like,
1: lines. It's, sometimes it's, it's it is freeing because you don't have to um, you can just react. You don't have
0: to like you know remember all this shit. So there's an idea folks, watch just go back and watch Marshall. See what he yeah. finds, see what he finds to do in this episode without any other purpose. <laughs> that can be fun. I mean, being a background yeah. actor, you get I mean him in the background with the cake at the wedding. I mean, some iconic stuff is Marshall in the background like so good. Um coming up in the next scene when he like passes out with the pizza, so he's got some stuff going on. So, yeah, again, we see minor celebrities, one government official, so it's official that A nationally Mad- recognized food chain. That's right. We've Joe said he was singing the Burger King head, but then was told it could only be Wendy. Wendy, so. yeah. But then we also have a Wendy on the bracket that I'm assuming is Wendy the waitress, but we'll, we'll get into that. There's a um, lot of names on the, like, Sheila Neil's, is Neil Patrick Harris's mom. Oh, Weird. I was
1: wondering if they talked about it, because I caught, like, Oprah. Yes.
0: That was, um, somebody
1: was against, I think his mom was up against Oprah, uh, Joe's mom. Oh my mom. God,
0: that's so funny. There was
1: a Caroline who was Joe's niece, which I think is kind of mean. Creepy. Like, I not mean, know
0: I want like, but also kind of cool. Yeah, you want to be on the show, right? Yeah. So anyway, we, we, we smash cut to the bracket because Barney can't mm-hmm. decide. So the bracket, which was busted because Marshall and Ted are not good at basketball, um, has now been converted into the top 64 worst treated girls that Barney slept with. Oh. split into the four boroughs, basically.
1: Upper um, West Side,
0: the village, Midtown, and Brooklyn. That's right. Um, yeah, so I saw Oprah on there. Someone else pointed out Dawn and Pam, which people think is um, a comparison of the two similar characters on the British and the U.S. office. Oh, maybe. Like they it, didn't say anything about
1: that. They just said there was a lot of they had a lot of fun with the names in the bracket, yeah. and they pointed out some of that were more personal to them. And There's Pen- a name with Chinese characters.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Penelope's yeah. on there. The Chinese characters make sense. He spent a lot of time in Atlantic City. <gasps> what if that was the woman he sold? Because he said he didn't speak the language. Oh, gosh. Oh, but shit. he knows name? Yeah, that's true. Maybe not. You can write Maybe it? Um, Penelope <sighs> from Come On was on there. Wendy the waitress. Uh, Stacy the reggae girl. Yep. I don't know who else y'all caught out there, but that was those are the main ones I caught. So this is a really great
1: scene, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Lily's against kind of, you know, pitting these women against each other until Barney pulls out some beer. And then soon enough, they're arguing over things like 12 Hours to Live, girl, or a fake proposal. <laughs> Dead wife's kidney for Jorge Posada. Fake baby
0: versus lost at sea. Liz screamed laughing at Jorge Posada. She thought that was so funny. She's like, he looks nothing like him. Like both times I watched it, she like died at the Jorge Posada one. Because I guess it's like so off base. It's, it's very, very, very I different. Think he's a very tall, broad man of
1: color. And he's got like a long face. Yeah. Just and, like a long <laughs> neck. Nothing like him. Nothing like him. No. No. <laughs> God. I love when Ted leans over. He's like, I was there. Trust me. It's, it's fake, fake baby. baby. <laughs> what did he do with
0: that fucking baby?
1: They don't say. I know. They didn't they say on the commentary say. either. No, they <laughs> just were laughing about how how much fun they had throwing these out. And <sighs> Neil had said fake that when you get, get to the... Fake baby! Yeah, he said the final four it was sort of tame in a way.
0: Yeah, I know. Because, like, fake baby wasn't... Maybe, it like... It seems like the other ones were more than just like a one-night stand. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe some of them. Like it was a little worse. Um, but I also love when Marshall's like, it's dead wife's kidney. How are we even discussing this? Just fucking outraged the whole time. So good.
1: Yeah, so then I love this. It was like, all right, we're down to the sweet 16. So there's the girl who thought he owned Google versus <laughs> the girl who thought he was a scuba instructor. She got the bends. Awful! Awful, evil twin. This is like I didn't under. I made a note that Barney's so fucking creative. Yeah. but
0: Barney and Larnie? Larnie. Well, yeah, he's like creative, but he's also kind of dumb. Like he's pretty dumb. He and I think sometimes he just phones it in because he knows these girls are stupid. Like but Barney and Larnie. Larnie. Well, there's also Barnell, which we haven't <laughs> seen yet. So I mean, he's got a um, few. The Prince
1: of Norway. So there is some truth to that. Craig and Carter had met a guy in the late 90s, and they had run into each other at some bar. He wanted to be a writer as well, and he was from Norway. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: he said something like 10 years later, they found out he married the Princess of Norway and became the Prince of Norway. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's crazy. So that was like
1: for that one dude. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: So then we cut to the final four, and everyone looks awful. They're tired and drunk. Have had enough. And Oof, what a tournament! Lily is kind of out of it, but she's just staring at the blackboard. Psst. Just she can't put her finger on it, but she knows she knows it somewhere. And uh, Ted, you know, feels disgusting. Wants to call his mom, tell her he loves her. Marshall just feels sad. I'm
0: tired and sad. It's yeah. <laughs> That's like my favorite line of this episode. It I love so Lily that she
1: suddenly realizes, is that my blackboard? Yep. <laughs> it took that bitch oh, a while. I know. I love it. But she's just kind of like, uh, like just staring at it. Like, yep. I couldn't tell if she was super drunk or tired, but. Probably both. Both. Yeah. So Barney realizes this is as far as, as they can go. They've narrowed it down to the four. There's Meg, Anna, Kate, which was the name of Joe's current girlfriend.
0: Oh.
1: And Holly. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to track them down, and Lily is going to identify the culprit.
0: And fun fact about March Madness, March Madness is a trademarked term. Huh. Really? So it's good that we're not that popular, because we've said it a lot. Um, Yeah, so I'm assuming they got to use it because this show is on CBS, and that's, like, the network for this specific basketball tournament. (laughs) Um and this episode aired the week before the actual final four that year. So first up we have Meg, which you who you may remember was the girl that Barney left at Lily and Marshall's new apartment before it was theirs. I love Lily's coat and her outfit. <gasps> the Here, big she roses. Looks- yes.
1: Beautiful. And I don't even hate the side swap bangs. Oh no, they're I actually cute. like felt I, I, she had an outfit on that I've, like, worn
0: very similar. I had the sweepy bangs, the long yeah. dark hair. No, I loved the coat, and I loved her hair here. Yeah, The coat. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful coat. This show has a lot of good coats, but this is a very yes. good one. Um, so they're on the way to Meg's apartment. I also really like Barney's tie. I don't remember now what it was, but it was some sort of a graphic, maybe with mm. blue circles or something on it. I don't remember, but beautiful tie. Um, And we find out Lily has her own plan in mind. She's not just going to point out the girl so Barney has peace of mind and knows who to look out for in the future. She is going to withhold identifying the girl until Barney apologizes to her. Aldrin justice. Aldrin fucking justice. So this will continue until Mm -hmm. we meet the right girl. Because in Lily's mind, they all deserve apologies. Mm -hmm. So Barney is scared of the confrontation. Lily's loving that it's painful for him. Um, and he's, he says that Meg hates him and he actually hides behind Lily as she's coming out because we learn she got arrested and bit a cop and spent eight days in jail because
1: of what happened. I'm glad you wrote that. You read that or said that bit because I wrote eight years in jail (laughs) in my notes. Yeah.
0: We've, uh, Hit a bit of a a wormhole where Meg has come back in time. So Lily's loving this. She calls out to Meg to make sure that she sees him. And as Meg is running over, Barney says this throwaway line, which is another sort of hint that he has a bit of a sketchy job, where he says, there's a metal briefcase under my my bed if I die. I need you to throw it in the East River. Just a little throwaway thing. So it's like, what the fuck is Barney doing? Yeah. You know? But please. Please. So Meg storms over. We think she's upset, but no. She's still madly in love with him. So this is the start of Barney's fucking luck of the Irish all episode, basically. Well, for the most part. Um, She says it was all her fault. Barney, of course, is not going to correct her. He says, I forgive you and I love you. And Lily just like melts down and rips them apart. And before anything can happen... Before Lily can reprimand, he just takes off down the sidewalk, like, with so much purpose. Like, smell you later. Oh, a fun fact about
1: uh, that little scene with um, Meg and Lily pulling them apart. So, apparently, in the take where Lily pulls them apart, she gets scratched by something, like, a ring on Meg's hand. Ooh. And then the... They ended up like swelling a little bit, but that was the take they had to use because it's one of the few where she like kissed actually was kissing Barney.
0: Oh, like her face got scratched. Yeah. Oh shit! I gotta go back yeah. and watch that.
1: I know. Poor Lil. Had a full week to do that, but didn't. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, next we have Anna in the village. You might remember her from season two, episode four, <clears throat> Ted Mosby, Architect. Fun fact, she actually wasn't blonde when they were going to film, so she had to go out and get highlights.
0: They look like she just got them. (laughs) They look exactly like she just got highlights. I was like, yeah. yeah. The point is that they were all blonde, right? That was one of the
1: the keys. She she definitely was not.
0: Ted walks in. Oh, my God. I wrote
1: Ted walks in. Well, she thinks Ted walks in. True. She thinks Ted walks in, and Anna immediately tells him that she will not – take down her ted mosby is a (laughs) jerk.com website which is still live thanks to alec leff he did all of that new media stuff my favorite detail is the scanned letter with the handwriting oh yes really realistic and we find out in the commentary that a fan made a a not a jerk website and it looks like it's from victoria's perspective because it says something about i made the cake
0: for a wedding blah, oh blah, blah, blah. interesting is mm-hmm. that still live mm-hmm. i gotta go check that out Yeah, it's your new favorite girl victoria she was so full of joy i know it's, it's infectious
1: barney slash ted then tells Um, Anna that, you know, you're right. I deserved it. And he stands up and tells her and everybody else that, you know, Ted Mosby is a (laughs) jerk.com. And we find out from Future Ted that that website went on to get over 500,000 hits. Mm -hmm. Which... (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. Um, Poor guy. Especially... As an architect where your
0: name's going to be out certain times and people are going to be Googling you. Right. Not great. Right. Not great. In some, in one sense, Anna did get an apology, right? She just got it from Ted instead of Barney. Like, he said, like, I'm a jerk. I I deserve it. But mm-hmm. he didn't fully come clean. so That's true. I would consider that, like, a half apology from, from yeah. uh, for her. But for the most part,
1: Lily's plan is not really getting Barney- is yeah. not working of getting Barney to apologize because,
0: of course not. Yeah, he's getting out. He's wriggling out of it. However, I would just like to say I'm very proud that Kate is the girl who chokes him out. <laughs> My namesake. I'm just so proud. I'm just so proud yeah. of her. So she was the uh, fake evil twin.
1: Yeah, so if you're not sure who she is, she oh, the door opens and she says, Larnie! <laughs>
0: and just tackles him to the ground. Aww. And, of course, Lily is taking photos this whole time because she is making her own scrapbook. Right. And as we will learn, Lily loves making scrapbooks. <laughs> um, so, of course, there is a little bit of a logic hole in all of this. Like, why would Barney know and remember where these women live mm-hmm. or work? I mean, there maybe there was some Googling being done early early internet googling um he was definitely at Anna's house but he was never at Meg's place how did he know where she lived and who knows about Kate or Holly and her new place but I'm just gonna go with the fact that Lily is a psycho sleuth yeah and leave it at that I didn't really question it yeah just something just something I thought about he seems to know a lot about these women he he claims to not care about. There are
1: so many things I have a hard time with on TV that like I'm yeah. like there's
0: no way. Yeah. But I Oh, did you see that fucking Oh my god, it was so funny. Some um, guy, of course it was a guy, sorry everybody, wrote some some tweet about some stupid little thing that was like unrealistic about how he you met your mother, like something very very small that like doesn't matter. Yeah. And Carter's response was hilarious. He was like Oh, I I know, you know, there were just some things that we betrayed the uh the format of cinema verite. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, it's a fucking sitcom. Just chill uh, the fuck out. Yeah. Chill just the fuck. Let people enjoy out. things too. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. yeah, so now we know it has to be Holly from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And Barney knew it was Holly. It had to be her, but he really was hoping that it wasn't. Yeah. And we quickly find out why. So we cut to a little outdoor scene. It's the middle of the night. We see a little pop-up tent, and we hear a car start up. And a curly, (sighs) blonde-haired woman, who, you know, looks like that woman from McLaren's. Yep, curly, blonde hair. Comes out. It turns out Barney left her in the middle of the woods. We hear a growling noise. She was so cute. She was so cute. And Barney just left her alone. (sighs) The fuck? Stole her truck. That was her truck. So Barney, you know, goes up to the door, opens it up, and it's Holly and her fiance, Mark. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. And turns out that Holly and Mark are not mad at all because that's what finally brought them together because Holly finally stopped chasing around guys like Barney. Except. Yeah. Not really because Barney lets it slip that it was 4th of July
0: and Holly and Mark started dating in June. Whoops. Oops. So Barney's ruined another relationship, but something that (laughs) I thought was interesting is, yes, that should have been something that really pissed her off, like, forever. Yeah. But it is very true that once you find the real thing, the anger just kind of goes away. Yeah. And I... I'm hoping that these two, that Mark and Holly can, like, get past this one little stupid indiscretion. Because only dating for a month, that doesn't seem like a huge deal to me. No. In the grand scheme. No. She better not let Mark get away. I mean, you see that fucking house? I mean, I'm assuming it was a lot of his money. He looked very rich in that scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It seemed like an upgrade the way Shannon upgraded, right? Because, like, we see her, like all camping out, and then she's got, like, this sleek hair. It's, like, very similar thing there. No one got an apology. None of these four girls were the one. So now we know it could be literally anyone he's ever slept with, which Mm -hmm. could be hundreds of girls. And it's not necessarily the girl he treated the worst. It could be anyone with any level of ill will, and this creates this much bigger mystery that threatens to never be solved. But... Robin has a point. The huntress that she is, she says they just need to set a trap. This woman is clearly following him. Robin wants to pretend to be the girl he's hitting on, which is very interesting. Very interesting. It's another little piece of what is going on with these two. Um, Because we know that this girl is following Barney and sort of intervening with any girl at any level of hotness who he talks to, right? Right like the trashy girl at the pet store, or Lily, you know, just dressed like a kindergarten teacher. Ted says she's no good at lying, and she laughs whenever she lies. Which seems so not Robin. I know, but she does have that sort of immature side. Yeah. I mean, have you ever fallen asleep while eating ribs? (laughs) No. (laughs) I love her. And we do see her at one point (laughs) asleep eating ribs or wings or something, so... Uh, We have proof of that later on. Stay tuned. I also think this is a little bit of Ted not wanting that dynamic to bubble up, even sort of as a ruse. Yeah. You know, he kind of jumps like, no, Robin can't do it. But Robin's the only one because the girl knows what Lily looks like. So Robin sets it up. And so as she's narrating what's going to happen, we see it happening in real time. Mm -hmm. And Lily is so fucking cute. I said she looks like a little Muppet. Dancing. Neil Patrick Harris
1: said it was Charlie Brown dancing.
0: Oh, I still think Muppet with I the like arms. I Muppet, because the
1: arms. And she's like Charlie Brown, they just have their arms out. to their sides like Irish step dancers.
0: Yeah, little river dancers. Yeah. She's got her little tongue out and her little arms windmilling around. She just looks so cute. So, so adorable. Lily is definitely not drawing attention to herself. And then uh, the guys are in the booth having a totally normal conversation. Words. Laughter laughter and that reminds me of something that one of my friends does um, she's this very sweet beautiful soul one of those women that just like radiates like peace and joy mm-hmm. you know just very well meaning doesn't really like or understand sarcasm all that well just like mm-hmm. just the genuine pure salt of the earth yeah. soul right when she texts me to like say she's laughing she doesn't write lol she writes laughing with like eight exclamation points isn't it so precious? Oh my God! Stop it! Laughing.
1: <laughs> so that's that is all I could say. So cute. Full Laughing.
0: Full-grown, full-grown woman. So I, uh, I think I'm gonna adopt that for myself. I, yeah, I'm definitely gonna. Yep. So uh, just as Robin narrates, in she comes looking hot as all hell. With and this, she does. She really does with this flashy ass dress. Ooh. Her outfits have looked very expensive the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, could have come in, could have come in wearing anything, right? Um, but she decided to go this sexy for a fake trap with Barney. Very interesting. And at McLaren's, we know what kind of bar it is. Right. Right. Um, and we will see her com- command the room like this a few times in, mm. in McLaren's. She tells this guy, go away, but come back later. Because <laughs> he's Love. blocking the blocking the trap. And um, Robin's really nervous about it. She tells Barney to get his hand off her thigh. And she's like, what do you say to these girls? And he leans in and whispers something. And did, did Neil Patrick Harris say what he whispered? Yes. What is it?
1: Yes. So everyone, everyone wrote something down on a card.
0: And like a really them good in one order
1: for all of the takes, and so oh. he said, "All right, well, give us an idea of what one of them was." And he says he's pretty sure Jason Segel gave him this one. When you spread your legs, it makes me think of the sushi cart at Craft Service. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! Well, I know right. Um, she had trouble keeping a straight face if you watch the blooper yeah. reel. He said at the end
1: of, like, shooting, he, like, gave her all the cards and he had, like, everyone had signed their names so she knew who oh, said what. Oh, and...
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. I wonder which one she got through. Because she does seem to, like, blush a little bit. Yeah. And they just have, like, in this moment, their chemistry is just sizzling off the oh, screen. Oh, my God. In a way I'm that fire. Ted and Robin, like. Never, 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 you never, know, never. it was like, mm, this is good and comfortable, but. Yeah. Robin and Barney, it's all chemistry all chemistry barney loudly announces that he's going to the bathroom to sort of signal that he's out of the picture and this blonde girl starts heading over to robin and barney has this moment where he realizes he doesn't know her at all Mm -hmm. and it's like this sort of like not a rock bottom but kind of like a come to jesus moment of like, is my life out of control? Like, it feels like he's, he he, he comes a little unglued. Mm. And Marshall bringing it back to March Madness is like, oh, Cilla- Cinderella story, not even in the bracket, comes out of nowhere to win the whole <laughs> thing. It's another one Liz laughed at because she a uh, It was Sporto. really cute. Yeah. So, yeah, something about not re- recognizing her is like a bridge too far to him. And he jumps up and he gives her this heartfelt apology. And you see Lily come up behind him. Ready to correct him, but then she stops because this is the most genuine he's been this mm-hmm. whole episode, and in, in you know a while even on the show. And uh, we do hear that at one point he's pretty sure he sold a woman, which is horrifying <laughs> now that we know what a global crisis human trafficking is. But at the time, you know, we we've learned a lot. Yeah, we've learned a lot in in twelve years. So that was weird. Uh, Lily's very proud of him, but it's not her. It's not her. It's a friend of Robin's from work who just sort of ducked in there. So the mystery continues. But the good news is, Lily has gotten a beautiful scrapbook out of the whole thing. We get a montage of the slaps, which were mm-hmm. glorious, and it's great to see them again. And then we see photos from from Lily's scrapbook, all set to the tune of "One Shining Moment," which did they talk about that on the no on the commentary? So it's, I don't remember. It's I didn't um, write anything. It's a it's a song that's been used in March Madness footage for like. Over a decade. Oh.
1: Yeah. I guess so, if I knew, if I watched basketball, I'd yeah, same.
0: Had no idea. Up on that. Cool. And then, uh, you know, How I Met Your Mother always does a great job of sort of foreshadowing what's going to happen. So we push in really close on one of the photos as Future Ted is telling us that it will be figured out soon because they just show like the sort of trashy blonde hair in the background of one of the photos. So she had been in the bar watching all of this the whole time.
1: What? what?
0: So at the end of the episode
1: we hear this like well how do you describe that music? Like tinny? Yeah, it's like keyboard music. Keyboard, yeah, great. Right? And it's like synthesizer. Very dis- yeah. Very distinct melody that if you grew up in the late 80s, you recognize as being the music from Doogie Hauser MD. Yeah. Which we all know is Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Hauser. And we see the black screen, the white text, and an entry on about his life lessons just like Doogie Hauser. Mm-hmm. I legit died.
0: Yeah, that's how they ended every episode of every Doogie Hauser, was him sort of reflecting. He was like the original Carrie Bradshaw, you know? Yeah. It's so perfect and I wonder coming in if they gave him a blog knowing that this would be a moment, you know? Like Barney mm. has a blog the way Neil Patrick Harris or the way Doogie had a Yeah. an electric electronic journal. Who can say? But Who what can say? Oh, what a callback. So it artful. Was so good. So good. It was so good. And I also love that the girl that's there is wrapped up in that one thin single like child size blanket, <laughs> no, God, there's yeah. always a new dum dum on the horizon for Barney. Always, never ending. So, what'd you think of this episode?
1: It was great. It was great to be back. It was Yay. fun. Good. A Barney episode is always
0: delicious. I know. It was just the one. The one a plot, really. That's mm-hmm. it. A little I bit mean, of Lily, but yeah. But really, it was just just him. It was just him. He can carry a whole episode, so. Fuck yes. Ugh, Phenomenal. The, the physical Phenomenal. comedy. Um, I wrote a little thing, and I don't remember what I said, so I'm just going to read it. Cause sure. I wrote it a week ago. Uh, <clears throat> you wrote, this, a oh, wrote, a little, wrote a little thing? Uh, I wrote a little paragraph here. So I said, this episode is proof that a show can have problematic characters, Uh, Most people are problematic in some way, and a show full of unproblematic people is unrealistic and preachy, but we have Mm. to see that problematicness confronted and interrogated a little, and they do that through Barney's hilarious humiliation in this episode. It's different than having a problematic premise or undercurrent to the entire show. That sort of thing would show up in the advice that future Ted gives, right? Because that's like the moral, sort of the moral overtone of the show, but... You can have a problematic character because we all have an asshole in our life who isn't for sure. perfect, right? We just need to be able to cringe at Barney and know that underneath it all the show itself does not stand on or for his tomfoolery. Mhm, you know. So that's how you do awesome. it because I think I think now a lot of times people want to just create a show that has no um no problematicness to it. But yeah. People are flawed and yeah. people do dumb shit, but we just it can't it shouldn't be the the undercurrent of the whole show. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't go unquestioned or un uninterrogated. Unchecked. Unchecked. Yeah. Unchecked. Perfect. So let's read some legendary moments. And just remember that our Patreon members get their emails read in their entirety. Everyone else's are cut for time because we have lots of folks that wanna. Tell us all about their love for this show. Our first one comes from Danny, and Danny
1: writes, the montage of them filling in the bracket itself. I love Lily not wanting to participate until Barney offers beer. I love the arguments over which of Barney's schemes are more horrible, and I love, love, love at the end of it all when they're just so damn depressed by it all Mm. and Ted just wants to call his mom.
0: L-O-L. Laughing. Laughing! I'm tired and sad. (laughs) Oh, we didn't really talk about Marshall just fall, pretending to fall asleep with the pizza when Lily called them out about the blackboard. He's just like, oh, and then just falls oh, yeah. asleep. Little angel. All right, I can't wake him up. I know. Next up is Tish. She's one of our Patreon members, and Tish says, "Hey K and K, my LM is how hard Marshall and Ted try at Marsh Madness, only for them to realize their team was playing and lost. It's just really funny." And I'm also ex- so excited for the new Patreon perks. I love all the merch, so it will be even more cool to have more hey beautiful swag. Regards, Tish. Thanks, Aww, Tish. Tish. Yeah, you should be getting your stuff shortly, if not already by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Woo. Scott wrote in to tell us
1: that his legendary moment is when they're doing the bracket and arguing and Ted says, "I was there. Trust me." It's fake baby.
0: It's fake baby. God. It's- <laughs> All right, next up is Susan, and Susan's legendary moment is when the gang gets to the final four and Lily recognizes the blackboard as the one from her classroom. Ted just wants to call his mom, and Marshall randomly falls asleep mid-scene with pizza in his hand. He found things to do. He did. He found some things to do.
1: He found some things to do. Yeah. Love it. Appa's uh, legendary moment is Barney's apology in the end. Mm. She wrote in to say that it was sincere and heartfelt, and this shows Barney's character. He's not an awful human being. He just has issues, and not that it justifies any inappropriate
0: behavior, but he knows how to apologize sincerely. Yep. He always comes back from the brink. Like, he pushed it all episode with all these horrible things, and then you're like, oh, shit, there's a, there's a human in there. Yeah. Next up is Bobby, who's one of our patrons, and Bobby says, Hello, ladies! My legendary moment from the bracket is the callbacks to previous episodes and seasons. I think Hemium is one of the best sitcoms at bringing old storylines back and tying things in that we never would have thought would be brought up again. It is obvious that the writers take the time to remember past stories and really care about the overall arc of the show. I hope you're doing well, Bobby. Good call! So I'm guessing this is the, you know, like bringing back the women that were in the old episodes and all that jazz, mm-hmm. so nice one, Bobby. Rick,
1: another one of our patrons writes, hi ladies, <clears throat> great episode, it's sort of a HIMYM spin on the old sitcom clip show episode thing they would do in the 80s and 90s, revisiting a bunch of old arcs but giving us new material rather than replaying old footage. Part of why I think HIMYM is the best sitcom of all time is that it perfected a lot of the genre tropes. Old shows would have a guest star come in as a boyfriend slash family member for one episode and then never be mentioned again. But him uses them for longer, realistic arcs of two-plus episodes or does callbacks like we see in this episode. It makes everything seem more real and less TV logic. Mm -hmm. My particular legendary moment is when Barney calmly but urgently power walks (laughs) away from Meg while Lily is talking to her. It's like he has an emergency escape protocol kicking in. (laughs) Nth is always great at subtle,
0: physical humor like that. Just with a mission, just burning daylight. It's amazing. All right, next up is Lisa, and she's another one of our patrons. Hey, ladies. The bracket makes me laugh. It's so light and funny and not Ted-centric whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's like a breath of fresh air, albeit a little sleazy on Barney's part. In my opinion, that's what makes the show itself, because everyone is perfectly in character. Barney is a douchebag. Lily is trying to manipulate and intervene in someone's life Side note from Kate, in the in the entrance of, of goodness and morality. But yes, she is meddling. Robin is playing the ingenue. Marshall charms his way into stealing something for a game that he loves to participate in. And Ted is being his usual wingman self by knowing all the details. Trust me, I was there. So besides the structure and the million one-liners and repartee regarding Barney, I would have to say that my legendary moment is this line and everyone's reaction to it. Lily, maybe you're not as good a liar as you think you are. Barney, oh, really? Then why am I not in prison for perjury? But I don't want to talk about work. It really makes you wonder, what the heck does Barney do? Have a great week. All I have to say to that is, please. Yes.
1: <laughs> Guys, we have a very exciting legendary moment for our next one. It is from Tanya in Toronto, and she's new. Yay, new listener. Yay, new listener. Woo-hoo. So Tanya writes, hey, guys, I just found your podcast, and I love it so much that I actually went back and started watching every episode, even the episodes I don't like that much. Hmm. Girl. Us too. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, same. Just so I can hear your thoughts on the episode, and I was hoping to share my favorite legendary moment, which is hard because there are a lot this episode. From Barney's scrapbook of all the women he slept with to Lily's scrapbook to their whole setup of Catching His Mystery Woman. Lily's dancing, Marshall not knowing what to do with his (laughs) hands, and Robin giggling when she lies because I do that too. However, my absolute favorite legendary moment of the episode is Barney saying, God bless you, Ted. You're reading my blog.
0: (laughs) And Ted sighs
1: in a defeated way and says, I'm really bored at work. (laughs) Love the podcast. You guys are so cool and I can't wait for all of your future podcast episodes.
0: Hope you have an amazing day, Tanya from Toronto. Yay, Tanya! Yay, hey, we Tanya. have a we have a couple listeners in Toronto, uh, so that's sh- you guys should hang out. Meet up, meet up, meet up, meet up. Yes, form a union and maybe we'll come see you. So the next one is from Jeff, and Jeff's legendary moment is Marshall and Lily's sideways high five, and Ted emphatically yelling, "I was there! It's fake, baby." Two very good ones.
1: Russell, another one of our patrons, writes, Hey, beautiful ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is Lily taking a picture of Barney being beaten up and loving every moment
0: of it. Talk to you later.
1: Good Good one, Russell.
0: Russell. And last but not least, at the buzzer, there's a little basketball term for you. Oh, look at you. Summer slid in after your technical difficulties because she knew we had an extra week at a girl. At a girl. And so Summer's one of Sees our patrons. And she writes, I hope I can still get this in since y'all had to re record. I honestly mm-hmm. love any Barney centered episode. My legendary moment has to be the fact that the gang goes from disgusted to caught up in Barney shenanigans in 2.2 <laughs> 2 seconds. Barney always brings out the craziest, darkest parts of the gang word. Honorable mention to how good Robin looked when she walked into the bar. Good one, Summer. So good. Good one. All right, what's your legendary moment, Caitlin? Marshall. Marshall the whole time? Yeah. Yeah? Because he had really nothing to do this whole
1: episode. And when I heard the commentary, yeah, I was watching him in the background. He's so great. He's so delicious. I mean, I love Doogie Hauser, of course. Yeah. That whole thing was wonderful. Um, but just Marshall making the background interesting to watch. Yeah,
0: that's good. Yeah oof um well i loved i'm tired and sad um <laughs> oh. but i think legendary moment is is neil patrick harris's physical comedy mm. in this one i mean him with that fucking ladder just gets me every time honorable mention lily's coat oh. right uh, Lily's coat. lily's
1: coat wins for me lily's
0: coat for the win
1: Yeah, Lily's Coat for the win. Lily's
0: Coat! I forgot it could be like a a costume. Anything you want. Anything you want, friend. It is our show. Lily's beautiful rose coat that I'm about to Google and find out where I can get one. But, yeah. All right, so that's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you next time for Chain of Screaming. Another excellent episode. Another Barney episode. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So send your legendary moments from Chain of Screaming to Hey Beautiful Podcast at gmail.com. If you loved this recap, go leave us an iTunes review. It's a free and easy way to support the show. And make sure you subscribe wherever you listen iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All.